Welcome to the All Saints Community Church Weekly Sermon Podcast. We are a community of worship and formation on mission with Jesus. We are committed to being rooted in the scriptures and the historic Christian faith and to kingdom life in the power of the Holy Spirit. As you listen, may you be encouraged and empowered to know the Lord Jesus and make him known. For more information on who we are, visit allsaintsokc.org or follow us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at ASCCOKC. It's been a wonderful Advent, hasn't it? Have you had a good, a good Advent? We're going to end this year with looking briefly at who we are and where we're going. And so I want us to take a few minutes. We're going to look into the Scriptures some, but different than normal. Normally we take a passage and we walk through it together and dig into the meaning and application of the Scriptures. And today we're going to take a little different tack. We're going to look at who we are as a church, uh, our identity, and then our trajectory. What's our pathway that we're on? And I want to say this up front. We are not a special church. We're not special. We're not unique. And we are going to see in the coming days the Lord deal with that kind of mindset in the church, the American church. Because if we think that we are special or we're unique, or we've been entrusted with something that no one else has that leads to elitism. And the truth is we are an ordinary church. I was at a church one time in Atlanta, and Amanda and I were just struck by what a warm, friendly, God-centered, worshiping, disciple-making church it was. We were talking with a pastor and some of the leaders afterwards, and he goes, you know what, we're a brown paper bag church. And I said, what do you mean by that? And he said, we're really not trying to do anything fancy. We're just doing what you saw this morning. And so I just want to start by saying that. Now, that doesn't mean that we're pathetic and we're pitiful and we don't have anything to do and we don't have a calling. That's not true. But I just want to say that we, are, we want to be faithful. We don't want to be special. We don't want to be unique doing whatever it is that the American church is fixated on. You know, you're the word spirit church or whatever it is. We are a church. We're a local church, and we're going to do everything we can to serve Jesus faithfully. Amen, church? So let's take a few minutes here. Lord, we just ask that you would speak to us, that you would stir us, that you would stoke the fire in us who you're calling us to be, and what you're calling us to do. And we pray in your mighty name, Lord Jesus, the Lord of the church. Amen. So the first thing I want us to ponder together is that we are following Jesus and the mission that he has given us as a local church. And can we say what our mission is? We usually have someone say it every Sunday, but... I want to hear from you. And if you don't know, you can move your mouth, you know, just like the dad in Elf who was fake singing the Christmas carol, right? But let's, let's hear. We are a...
Okay, I want to hear. I, I heard a few of you, but we got four pieces there. What is it? Say it again. We're a community of worship and formation on mission with Jesus. Right? We start with that, the first piece. We're a community. We do life together as a spiritual family. It's what we're doing today. It's what we do during the week when we meet in one another's homes and our groups, when you get together for lunch and coffee, when you help each other. And I just want to highlight some things. But this community is amazing. You know, we're, we have a member care fund. And just so you know, this isn't something that we publicize, but this member care fund that takes, we get to take care of one another. There was almost $14,000 distributed to people who were in a pinch. And that is because of you and because of your generosity and kindness, we're able to have a fund where we can move in and help people who are in a place of need because we are a community. Everything flows from that. And so we may not be special, unique, all of those things, but we are an amazing church. You're amazing and you're generous. And I think we're only getting started. I think in the coming years, the Lord is going to give us even more generosity and resource. A second thing, we're a community. We're a community of worship, right? And we talk about this, but more specifically in our mission, we make space to encounter God's active presence every time we're together. Look at John 4. This is a passage that's well-known around here, but it's super important when we're talking about worship. John 4. And again, I know I've said it many times, but I'm going to continue to say it. Bring your Bible. Let's be old school. We'll have slides up here, but bring your Bible. It's important to learn where things are. I was having lunch with someone this week, and they are learning where things are in their Bible. They actually brought their Bible to lunch. And so as we were talking and this person was finding where certain things are and getting familiar with the hard copy of their Bible. John 4, 23 through 24, Jesus says something. Every time he speaks, it's profound, right? But this is a profound word about worship. He's talking to the Samaritan woman, and she's really more kind of focused on the mountain and the material expression of worship and who does it in a certain way. And Jesus says this, God is spirit, and those who worship God must worship in spirit and truth. Verse 23 says, The hour is coming and now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. Friends, God is seeking worshipers. And so at All Saints, we want to respond to that, his seeking, and say, here we are. We want, will you teach us? how to worship in spirit and in truth. And we talk about it. God does not need worship, right? That's the beauty of worship as we come into his presence. And worship means receiving from him and responding to him. And so God seeks those who worship him in spirit and in truth, empowered by the Holy Spirit and in line with the truth of Scripture. I want to highlight something about our worship here at the end of the year. The Westbrooks. 
They have been pastoring and leading our worship team really over the last year and a half, and they are doing, as you get to see, they are raising up young worship leaders. You get to see it most Sundays, and they are doing a faithful job behind the scenes of raising up younger worship leaders so that 10, 20, 30 years from now, we have a steady stream of those who have been discipled in worship, and they're reproducing and multiplying as worship leaders. They're also facilitating the writing of songs and releasing songs that are rooted in Scripture. And I just want to say thank you to Colt and Claire for their faithful service to the Lord. Thank you. And thank you to our team. And again, it shows a value that it's not about the one worship leader who everybody comes to hear the shiny worship leader who dresses amazing and has wonderful hair and who wows everyone. We, we believe in team, and I think Colt and Claire are doing a marvelous job. They do have nice hair, and they are wonderful, but that's not the point, right? We're not, in anything that we do, we're not looking to be impressive externally. They, they want to worship in the way that the Father is seeking in spirit, and in truth. A third thing that you told me that we stand for, our mission, it's community, it's worship, and it's formation. And we talk about that. And if you're new to All Saints, we want you to be clear on what that means. Look at Galatians 4.19. This is another passage along with John 4 that's just crucial. We want it tattooed on our minds. Galatians 4.19. Because the word formation has become rather trendy. 20 years ago, there wasn't a lot of discussion about that in the Protestant churches. And it's really not trendy, and it's not new at all. It is rooted in Scripture. Paul is looking at the church, a church plant in the region of Galatia, and he says this to the church, Galatians 4.19. My little children for whom I am again in the pain of childbirth until Christ is formed in you. So that was Paul's mission. He was like a mother who was gripped with this, caring for them, doing all that he could so that Christ would be formed in them, so that the character of Jesus was worked into the fabric of their lives, so that they spoke like Christ, they acted like Christ, and the fruits of the Spirit were present in their life. That is what we long for at All Saints, is that from the youngest to the oldest, Christ would be formed in each of us. That's a lifelong journey, isn't it? And there are certain things that we do as a church, certain practices that we glean from Scripture. Acts 2.42 is another passage that we talk about quite often, and we get to see into the life of the early church as they are experiencing Christ being formed in them individually and as a community, and they devoted themselves to four things. What are those four things? The apostles' teaching, fellowship, breaking of bread, and prayer. And so as we seek to have Christ formed in us, like the early church, we're devoted 
to the apostles' teaching, what they learned from Jesus, to fellowship, to community, to meeting together, to the breaking of bread, celebrating the Lord's Supper, communion, the Eucharist, and then praying. So friends, we are following Jesus. We're on mission with him, the mission that he's given us as a local church. And that last piece, we were talking about it this morning. It's just highlighted in what we're doing. Look at Acts 1.8. We are on mission with Jesus. He equips us and empowers us by the Holy Spirit to be on mission with him wherever we go. Acts 1.8. I like that sound, the sound of pages turning. You notice that? Not just the slides, but those pages flipping. This is what Jesus tells those early disciples as they're preparing and they're gathering. He says this, and he says this to us in 2023, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Friends, this has been going on. This is the mission of God, the mission of Christ, and the power of the Holy Spirit, and we get to be part of it. He anoints us, He empowers us, and He sends us. Do you know you're a missionary if you're a Christian? Newsflash this morning. You are a missionary. And some of us get kind of worked up and am I called? And If you are a follower of Jesus, if you have been baptized in the name of the Holy Trinity and you were in a church, you are a missionary. You're on mission with Jesus. He's put his spirit on you and in you and he calls you to serve and represent him and to share the gospel and to pray for people, to pray for the sick, to have power over darkness. I am sensing him saying, Something. So I am going to uh, just pause for a moment here. Mike and Jen, I am sensing the Lord say kind of that word that I gave you whenever it was a few years ago from Luke 4, part 2 is here today. And that the Lord has a whole region for you to enter into, a literal region, but a region of promise. But you have to go through difficult challenges to get there. It is the way of the cross, and it's the way of his missionaries. It's always been that way. In order to get there and to push through, you have to endure and to persist and to be faithful like you are and I know some of these things from conversation with you, but I didn't plan on saying this. But there's like a region of promises that he wants to lead you into, but you have to embrace the cross and you have to pass through the cross and let him bring you to a whole new level, a whole new depth of apart from him, you can't do anything. And then he releases the blessing. And the Lord does test us. He allows us to go through tests and trials and difficult times so that he can bring us through and he gets all the glory. So, Lord, we bless the Milners 
And we thank you for the future of promise and anointing and blessing for them. And we thank you that you provide all that they need in every way to take them into the next region of promise. Amen? Hope that's okay. All right. Okay. And Jack and Christine, I was getting a word. Are they in here? Or are they? There they are. Okay. Didn't know if they were off holding hands, walking around, contemplating their upcoming wedding. So I saw you last night as we gathered, and I saw all of those children around you. And I sensed the Lord saying that to always remember that the kingdom of God belongs to those that are like children, and literally children. And I sense there's a special calling that he has for both of you. He's already whispering about it, but I see you connected to orphans in the coming days and to him doing supernatural things to connect you and make a way and provide and teach you about his ministry to orphans and widows and the downcast. And there's something... Uh, Oh, man, what a Mueller. Yeah, Mueller, the British. Is that right, Milner, Mike? That Mueller from Bristol had an incredible uh, ministry to orphans. And so he's going to teach you from the life of Mueller. Have you, have you read any of him yet? Okay, all right. Christine, is that on target? Does that resonate with you? Okay, all right. Jack, giving me a wave there. Okay. Amen. All right. Praise be to God. All right. We believe that the Lord speaks first and foremost through the Scriptures, right? We believe we can open the Word of God and hear from Him at any time. That's just astounding. He has given, Some people will say, I wish God would speak to me, or I wish I could move in prophecy, and I want to just say, here you go. Here's a whole book of it, a whole book of God speaking to you why don't you get into it and let his word root in your heart? You can hear from him anytime you want by reading the word of God. And then once it is flowing through our minds and hearts, then he can speak to us for and about other people. Amen? A second thing here, who we are, where we're going. Friends, we are a vineyard church influenced by the ancient Christian faith. Let me say that again. We're a vineyard church, and we are influenced by the ancient Christian faith. Now, I think as the year turns at the beginning of next year, I want to take a few Sundays and talk about what in the world the vineyard is. Would that be helpful? We did that a while back as we were leaving the RCA and becoming a vineyard church and joining that movement, but I want to take a little bit of time to look at what it means to be a part of the vineyard movement. And it means many things, and we're going we're gonna to dwell on that. And for a lot of new folks who are saying, what is the vineyard? Or maybe they knew about the vineyard in the 90s when there was some stuff going on. The vineyard really is a movement rooted in the biblical theology of the kingdom of God. If you want to know what it means to be a part of the vineyard, it means this. It means reading the Gospels, learning from Jesus and his message, his ministry, his words, his works. It was all about 
the kingdom of God, the rule and reign of God breaking into human history, transforming lives. And so the Vineyard Movement, John Wimber, one of the key leaders, said, the church is fixated on Paul. The teachings of the Apostle Paul, we have to rediscover what it means to follow Jesus, the example of Jesus, as simple and profound as that is, we've got to learn how to proclaim the kingdom of God and to practice and demonstrate the kingdom of God. We'll talk more about that. Connected with that, it also means that everyone gets to play. As a local church, we glean that from the Vineyard Movement. John Wimber used to go to other churches and he would say, when are they going to do the stuff? I read the Gospels. I see Jesus sharing the Gospel. I see him praying for the sick, casting out demons. And in his local church, he asked his pastor, he said, when do we get to do the stuff? And the pastor looked at him and said, what do you mean? And John said at that point, he learned that he wanted to be a part of churches where everyone gets to do the ministry of Jesus and rediscover Christ's model in the Gospels. Also, being a vineyard means that we're low-key. Some of you who are new to All Saints, you see that there are certain Sundays we are not slick. Can I get an amen? I mean, the idea that we're behind the scenes and we're measuring every minute and we've got people coming in and, do, you know, doing, we do not move like a Swiss clock. I'm not sure what we move like, but we try to be responsible, but we are low-key, no hype, and that's our approach to all of it. And that's your approach in your groups and in your leadership. And as you do the ministry of Jesus, we practice this together, don't we? There's no hype. God doesn't need us to help him out. We're not, you know, raising our voices and saying, you've got to have more faith. God can do it. We just show up. We're faithful. We've got our faces in the book. We try to practice and be faithful to the scriptures, but it's low-key, no hype. And friends, I think that the Lord is dealing with hype and celebrity culture and an amped-up approach to kingdom life and to church life in the American church right now. And so we want to do our best to back out of those things. Are you with me? Celebrity culture. It doesn't work in the secular world. Look at the celebrities. They're miserable. It's difficult to hold a marriage together. It's difficult to have healthy relationships with people. So if it doesn't work in the secular world, why does the church think, hey, let's do celebrity culture in the church? Let's baptize it, and let's have celebrities in the church. Is that wisdom? It is not wisdom. And so here at this church, and I don't even know what all this means, but in the coming days, we are going to kill and crucify anything that looks like that. Some of us go into other church circles where they embrace and go for it with celebrity culture, and I just want to say we are not doing that. We're just not going to do that in any facet of the church, in worship, 
in pastoring and leadership or anything. There are no celebrities. They're servants. And so the more that God elevates you in his power and his anointing and his calling, the lower you go. That's what we're doing here. And so the Lord's going to give us practical ways to crucify anything like that. Are you with me on that? Does that make sense? I I feel some unction around that, that we're going to be low-key, no hype. We're going to democratize and share the calling and the mission and the anointing, and we'll do it. You've got my word. If I see, smell, detect any of that, I'm going to move in and say, how do we pull the plug on it? And I, as the the lead pastor here, I try to show you I am weak and broken and sinful and in need just like you are. I just happen to be a pastor. And so I will do everything that I can to let you know that I need Jesus just like you do. And I've shared with this church that I have struggled with sin. I have struggled with drinking too much and addiction and depression and being angry at God. And I think that's one way that we deal with that is that we have leaders here who open their hearts up and they're transparent and honest and share that they struggle just like everybody else. We're ordinary. We're ordinary. I'm not looking to be anything extraordinary. None of our leaders are. There is no extraordinary. There's a bunch of people doing their best to be faithful in the love of God with the Holy Spirit to make it to heaven. Amen? Man, I didn't even make it halfway through today. But that's okay. We are a vineyard. I want to end with this, and then we're going to have communion. We're a vineyard church influenced by the ancient Christian faith. And so you hear us around the church talk about meditation on the scriptures, just like the early church did, the church fathers and mothers. They were constantly, if you wanted to know, if you want to know what they were about, the early church fathers and mothers, those first 600 years, they were about meditation on the Bible. In many ways, they were more evangelical than contemporary evangelicals. They meditate on the Bible, they learn from the scriptures, and they tried to practice it. And they devoted themselves to that. And they used the Jesus prayer, right? Those ten words, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me. Because it's a way to appeal to Jesus, to cling to him throughout our busy days. And so we practice things like that. At this church, we're a vineyard church. So there's kind of the modern influence. And yet we are wanting to be deeply in connection with our historical roots. We're influenced by the ancient Christian faith. And friends, you've heard me say it. You'll hear me say it again. We're not looking to do anything new here. Nothing new. We're not looking for the new stuff, the latest stuff, the greatest stuff, the shiny stuff. Really, as Jesus said, we're wanting to go back into the storehouses of God's revelation and mine that, and live in the old, ancient, classic, biblical stuff. That's what we're after. Are you after that? That's what we're after. The apostles' teaching, fellowship, the breaking of bread, and prayer. Why don't we stand?
Well, we got halfway through. Those are two things. We are a, a church that's following Jesus and doing our best to fulfill the mission that he's given us as a local church, and we happen to be a vineyard church, part of that movement, that denomination, and yet at the same time, we are influenced by the ancient Christian faith, 2,000 years of history that we can learn from and glean from. And next week, we're going to be actually doing, we're trying to do more and more of this um, during the holidays and at the turn of the year, but we want to hear from you. And we want to hear lots of different voices. That's part of everyone gets to play. Everyone gets to participate. Everyone's got a message. And so next week, we're going to have a number of stories. We had testimonies today, but next week, we're going to have stories, people sharing little vignettes, little pieces of their story so it'll be rich. And then we'll come back and look further at who we are and where we're going. Could I have the ministry team come up as well?